Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Ball goes to DiVincenzo, back to pull. It's another one. DiVincenzo with the handoff. We're tied at 86 at pool. His confidence is sky high right now. Yeah, at that point, confidence was high for Jordan Poole and confidence high for the Warriors as they were in this one right up until about the four-and-a-half-minute mark of the third. Jordan Poole would hit a couple of threes there. Klay Thompson would hit a three. Warriors were up 89-88 at the 4.30 mark in the third quarter, but it was all Clippers from there at the end of the third, and the Warriors go on to lose the game 134-124. to It was a 44-28 third quarter overall, but the Warriors hanging in right up until that 17-4 to run for the Clippers with the Warriors leading 89-88, and uh, the Warriors lose this one without Steph Curry, without Andrew Wiggins, 134 to 124. We welcome you into Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson with you. Uh, phone lines are open. Text line is open as we hand out the phone number 888-957-9570. And the Warriors, you know, second of a back-to-back. Clay Thompson playing in back-to-back for the first time in, in nearly four years. And, and really kind of an open gym feel to this game, I thought, for the most part. It, it did have some of those vibes really both ways of final game before the All-Star break, although the Clippers, for them, it's not their final game before the All-Star break. They actually play Thursday in Phoenix against the Suns. But not a lot of defense, not a lot of ball pressure, really either way, and and I thought the Warriors had gotten kind of a low-level Clippers effort in this one without Curry and, and Wiggins, which allowed them to hang in the game. And the Warriors did get an infusion in the second quarter, uh, the bench providing another lift. You go middle of the second quarter, and the bench for Golden State was scoring more than the starters for Golden State at that point and kind of flipping the game after the Warriors were down eight at the end of the first quarter. It was 31-23. Then the Warriors with a 40-plus point quarter in the second, 42-20 Golden State there, and then it was back and forth deep into the third up until that point where the Clippers wind up winning that quarter with the big run late and 44-28 overall. Clippers didn't turn it over once in that quarter. Steve Kerr frustrated 
clearly uh, in that quarter, picking up a technical foul for the second consecutive game. Clippers in the midst of what would be a 12 nothing run at that point, and another long scoring drought does the Warriors in as well, as it was essentially four minutes where the Warriors went without scoring, and you can look at each of the last three losses for Golden State tonight, the Lakers on Saturday and going back a week ago in Portland and each of those games, fourth quarters of of the last two, but tonight it was the third quarter, but the long stretch with an inability to score ultimately does the Warriors in in this one and the Clippers pushed it all the way up to to 17, 18 in the fourth and uh, they go on to win it without much drama by 10. So you look at where the Warriors are at, big picture as far as the All-Star break, and they are 29-29. and So 24 games to go for the Dubs. And they, with the 29th loss, have equaled their loss total for last season. So that, that that's something right off the top. And, and look, I know Gary Payton II is coming back at some point, and I know Steph Curry's coming back at some point, and there's been a lot of this chatter about, well, the Warriors did it last year. And the Warriors, are you know, because they did it last year, nobody thought they could do it last year, so they can do it again this year. And I really, I, you know, when you lose your 29th game, it, it kind of puts it in perspective at the All-Star break because the Warriors, for those that haven't been paying attention, they lost 29 games for the entire season a year ago. They were 53-29 and and third in the Western Conference at the end of the regular season. This team was 42-17 and at the All-Star break last season. And so you look at it, and it's 12-and-a-half games difference. They, they played one more game at the All-Star break last year than they had this year. But I, I think while there is hope that the Warriors can finish – with a flurry and and get healthy and make a little bit of a run, which qualifies them for the top six in the West. And there's a belief that if Gary Payton II can come back, it can help rectify what has been the biggest problem for this Warriors team over the entirety of the season, which has been point-of-attack defense. That's what Gary Payton brings first, second, and third to the table is point of attack defense and somebody that can allow the others to not have to do as much to simplify the game on that end of the ball for for the others, which has just been, I think, where everything for the Warriors has has broken down and they give up 134 in this game tonight uh, to, to the Clippers. And you look at last night's game as they give up 126, even though they win because they, they're able to hit a bunch of threes. So I, I understand the hope. And the reasons to be optimistic. But I think when you look at this team and 58 games that we've seen, whether it's been with Steph Curry or without Steph Curry, because they've essentially been a 500 team with them and they've been a 500 team without them. And either way you look at it, I think the Warriors to this point have shown exactly who they've been through the first 58 games of this season. And and I'm going to continue to say what I've said a lot if this team is going to make a run toward a championship, we're going to see it coming. We are going to see it coming at some point here in, in these final 24 games. And, and and I don't doubt that the Warriors, regardless of their path, if they can get into a playoff series, can win a series against anybody. 
you know, the, 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 that's where the champion's blood and, and all of that stuff I do think comes back, and it depends a lot on the matchups, and maybe they are as healthy and whole as they've been at any point. But I, I've got a hard time believing this team's going to win multiple, you know, three, four series, which is what it's going to have to take to win uh, an NBA championship. 14th time for the Warriors now at 29 and 29, and I won't run through them all as I did a couple of games ago, but this is the 14th time on the season that the Warriors are exactly 500. 29 and 29, 14th time this season they're exactly 500, and I think it's indicative of exactly what this team has been about throughout this season. Uh, They've Again, with Curry, without Curry. You look at the numbers as far as defense and offense. I think they were 15th in in offense coming into the game. Offensive rating, they were 17th in defensive rating coming in. So middle of the pack, both ways. And we can point out individual bright spots and individual areas where things didn't work out or players didn't play well. Kaminga gave them a, a real nice lift tonight. Ty Jerome gave them a really nice lift tonight in, in the second quarter. You look at, at DiVincenzo early, uh, while he ended up being a minus 18, you know, he kind of helped him hang in the game. Clay Thompson playing a back-to-back for the first time in four years. He ends up with 18 points. You know, Jordan Poole scored. I don't think Jordan Poole played a great game, really. Uh, I think he and Clay both had a couple of heat check threes in in the third, and, and that set the game down a negative course for, for this Warriors team. And you know, they're always just a step away, it feels like, from giving up a run or going cold for a stretch. And this team just hasn't been talented enough to this point this season to be able to overcome that with, with any regularity. And it's not that they lose every game, but they, they definitely have not won their share of games. And I know Steve Kerr talked about it at his postgame press conference, the fact that you can lament a bunch of the games that the Warriors haven't been able to win that they feel they should have, they haven't done it. And and when you haven't done it, as Bill Parcell said, your your record is what you are, and this team really has been a 500 team all year long, more or less. I don't think they've been any worse than four under, and I don't think they've been any better. Well, I know they haven't been any better than two over, uh, at any point this season. So 888-957-9570, Let's get it rolling tonight with, with Al in Alameda. The Xfinity mobile text line is open as well. We've also got your hardest-working player of the game coming up. But uh, Al gets us tipped off here on Warriors Wrap-Up tonight on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Al? Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call here. Yes, uh, tonight was uh, exciting for the first three uh, quarter and fourth and the fourth quarter. We kind of stumbled there. You know, if we're going to be like this, like 500 uh, record, and we're not healthy going to the playoff, let's just say goodbye because we, we cannot. We cannot win. I, I mean, we won against um, it was against a wizard that night. You know, we were busting threes, but that was wizard. This is Clippers. You got Zubac in there, and you got uh, that a big man that they just picked up. We need a big man down below. We were, we were getting smashed down below there. Okay, Looney needs help over there, okay? So I, I feel like 
if we're not 100% going, we're not healthy 100% and going to playoff time, or number eight or play-in, we're going to get bounced out. Okay. Also, uh, uh, Jordan Poole, I love him. But sometimes he's get kind of, it's like a tornado out there. He drives crazy. You love him when he makes points. But when he drives crazy, he turns over. You kind of say, oh, my God, you're doing it again. So I don't know what, what's up with that. They need to talk to him about it as far as being smart out there, dribbling you know, all over all over the floor, just just getting turnovers. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, you got it. And, and you look at Jordan Poole tonight. No turnovers for Jordan Poole in in the game tonight. Some bad shots, but again, Jordan Poole is acting as the number one offensive option and the guy with the ball in his hands essentially more than anybody with with Steph Curry out. So there is a fine line because you need his points and you need his ability to score to make everything else go. You've, You've got basically 30 points a game that have to be filled and Jordan Poole, for the most part, has been able to be counted on to fill that void. Uh, when Steph Curry's been out. And I think that's been a big part of the reason why the Warriors haven't completely cratered when Steph Curry has been out. That's why they've been pretty close to a, a 500 team with Steph Curry out. And you look at the 6-5 and five over the stretch at the end of December and the first 10 days of January before Steph returned, and you look at now, what, 2-3 and three over the last five games that they've played without Curry. So, I mean, that's what, 8-8? Eight and eight? In 16 games without Curry in in December, January, and February, I mean, there was a good stretch of years where that eight and eight might be two and fourteen. And if that eight and eight was two and fourteen, we'd be talking about Victor Wimbayama on a minutely basis here on on 95-7 the game. And so, a big part of the reason we're not doing that is the fact that Jordan Poole has helped this team, but he's not a perfect player. And, and he does make mistakes down the stretch. I mean, tonight, I think, you know, sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it can be a, a heat check three. But you know what? Clay Thompson takes more heat check threes than, than anybody else on this team. And he airballed one of them tonight. And, and it threw off, I think, the, the rhythm of the game to a certain extent to where the Clippers get on a little run. Kawhi gets it going. They get in the paint. You know, I, I thought the Warriors did hang in the game well, but but it was almost a missed opportunity to maybe have a a little bit of a lead with the Clippers. I thought it was kind of a low effort Clipper performance tonight, which is prone to happen when they're you know feeling that the game isn't worth their time. I thought the Clippers for about two and a half quarters played like they didn't think this game was worth their time, which is which is when you can beat them. And we've seen some of the the lower teams in the NBA be able to beat them, even with Kawhi and Paul George. But the Clippers were able to wake up. Kawhi had a, a monster game, hot from three, seven of nine. And tonight, really, the Warriors got beat with a team doing to them from three-point range what the Warriors have done to a lot of other teams this season when they've been able to win. And that's hit damn near 50% from, from three-point range at, at 17 to 36 for the Clippers in this one in the seven of nine for Kawhi Leonard on a 12 of 17 overall Clippers are going to be tough to beat uh, when when you do that, and and the Warriors just consistently have not been good enough defensively 
throughout the season, and it's always been that one quarter or one stretch of a game that does them in. And tonight it wasn't necessarily the fourth quarter. It was more the third quarter, but 44-28 with Kawhi cooking the way he was, that's enough to, to get the job done and put this one in the win column for the Clippers, and so it goes. Warriors back to 500, back to, to 29 and 29, back to the drawing board to try and figure out how with the next eight days off they can come out with six games and nine nights after that and try to again get to where they can make some semblance of a run to try and get their way moved up in in the Western Conference. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go to Robin in San Francisco. What's going on, Robin? Hey, um, JD, how are you doing? I'm on the freeway, so I hope you can hear me. Yep. Um, you know, I'm just glad that they finished <laughs> at five hundred, and so um, you kind of took my thunder there. I'm glad at least. The Warriors played good enough to wake them up, to let them know, hey, we are good enough to wake you up. And I did see uh, some, some some promising things. Um, they did, uh, you know, I like the, the ability to get to the line. They were getting to the line. Um, so, you know, there are no moral victories. But I wanted to say to the gentleman that just called that, you know, people are always ragging on Jordan Poole. And this was discussed earlier today, listening to the station. You know, Jordan Poole, is, you know, we all know he's young, J.D., and everything. But, you know, he's asked to be so many different things on so many different nights. He's got to, you know, you know, one night, you know, he's, he's got to score, which he did tonight, and then he's got to, he's got to, you know, assist. He's got, you know, he's just, he's just yanked all over the place, you know, and so, and he's only 23 years old, so you know, you know, our fan base is always calling in, talking about Jordan Poole, this and that, but you don't, they don't bring the heat to the stars. But I do feel if Steph had played tonight and Wiggins had played tonight, that it would have been a little bit more competitive, or hopefully competitive in the fourth quarter. But with this team, even with the stars, you don't know. So, you know, lay off Jordan Poole, you guys. Not you, J.D. Bye. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Robin. Yeah, Jordan Poole has been asked to be uh, a lot of different things. There, there's no doubt. I mean, at times it's the super sixth man. Uh, at times it's it's the point guard and the facilitator. At, at times it's been you got to go be Steph in terms of, well, nobody's going to be Steph. I think everybody knows that. But you got to go try to fill the void in terms of those 30 points a game that are lost when 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 he's not out there. And, yeah, he is young. He is a perfect player or he's not a perfect player, and his deficiencies at times help get this team bit. And so you know, would it have been a different story? Maybe, maybe not. They did get to the free throw line 27 times tonight. You know, Kaminga attacking, although he missed a couple uh, of, of his six free throws. Ty Jerome attacking. Poole got to the line six times. You know, the, the Warriors did get to the free throw line a little bit. Uh, they didn't shoot quite as, as many threes, although they did shoot a high percentage from three, I think there's been a little bit more of a, a conscious effort to maybe not be as, as three happy, although teams are going to try and run the Warriors off the three-point line as the Lakers did and then pack the paint to where you make it difficult. You know, Don't take the easy three, get into the paint, and then try and disrupt as much as you can uh, moving toward uh, the 
the you know moving toward the basket and and defending that way, which can force turnovers. And the and the Warriors don't have a lot of guys that really finish well at the rim uh, with a, a lot of force. And you know Jonathan Kaminga is one of those players that that does finish with force. Pool's got to be obviously a little bit more creative, you know. And and from that point, uh, I think that's where teams feel that that that's their best chance to be able to to beat the Warriors when they can take the three ball away from them and then try and defend them the best they can at the rim. And and really, you know, Curry, when he's out, I think this especially becomes the defensive choice because Curry is the, the Warriors' you know, probably best finisher at the rim, certainly is, as their best player and somebody that's going to get a lot of the attention. You know, he's really changed his game to where he can command the game and, and getting to the rim when teams really are, are – forcing the Warriors to get off of the three-point line. He he makes them pay in in a different way than some of these other players that the Warriors have are, are able to. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Clippers win at 134 to 124, so the Warriors hit the all-star break at 29 and 29. They are 500 for the 14th different time this season. Golden State, uh, 14 times they have been exactly 500, and they match with the 29th loss tonight. They Their total of regular season losses for the entire season, they do it with 24 games still to go here on the year. 760 on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Before we hear from Steve Kerr, Warriors just can't catch a break. Clay finally plays a back-to-back, and Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Yeah, that was a that was a womp womp for sure tonight when when you looked at especially how well Wiggins played last night. You could make the case it was the best game Wiggins had played in months last night and you're thinking, all right, Wiggins is is young. I think he's got twenty eighth birthday coming up, if I'm not mistaken, in, in the about ten days and he gets out there in a second of a back to back. You need the the Wiggins type players against the Paul Georges and the Kawhi Leonard's and the Marcus Morris's and the, and the like, and you don't have them. And that, that was a moment where I thought, well, this game's probably going to be tough for the Warriors to win. <laughs> and and so, yeah, you want to get Klay Thompson out there for the second of a back-to-back. You want to see how his body's able to respond. You want to have the safety net of eight nights off before the next game because the Warriors are going to have a couple of back-to-backs after the break. First two games are back-to-back after the break. Then they have games every other day, a couple of those after that, and then they have another back-to-back. So six and nine nights with two back-to-backs right after the break. So to see how Clay and his body respond here, I think it's probably as good a time as any to make it the first back-to-back that he's able to play in in about four years. And I thought Clay made it out pretty well, ended up playing 28 minutes. He was 7 of 14, 18 points. Defensively, I think teams are picking on him. At different times, I think teams have been picking on him as far as you know, when he's not on the ball, he has that tendency to fall asleep a little bit and lose his man and and allow open threes. And when he is on the ball, there are just more players that can get by him more effectively than they've been able to do it in the past. There's just a, a greater percentage of the league right now that can get by Clay Thompson defensively but I think all in all, Clay 
has been able, you know, I, I think he made it out well. And I know Steve Kerr didn't necessarily have an update on it in his postgame press conference, which will air for you here coming up in, in just a second. But I, I think you'd probably say that, that the reviews will be favorable. Are the Warriors going to play Clay Thompson in every back-to-back? I'd be surprised. I, I think it, it probably they'll be careful. Maybe they do it the first two coming out of the break and then see how it goes and then don't do it in that second one. I, I could see, and I've said this, that you know, if there was a player that never was going to play in another back-to-back for the remainder of their career – Clay Thompson with his injury history, it would make sense for it to be him, but we'll see now if the Warriors have opened the door to the potential of playing Clay in, in some more back-to-backs because they are going to have to have the best possible version of this team that they can as much as possible here down the stretch if they want to continue to to try and make a run to, to avoid the play-in tournament. And I think at this point, that's really the goal is to avoid I, – I think it's – I think tonight – as we embark on the All-Star break and we get to the end of February, which is exactly where we're going to be after the break, I, I think it might be time to change the expectation from trying to be top four to just trying to be top six. And you know, maybe maybe not. I mean, I look at top three. The Warriors, though, with the loss, they're three and a half out of third. They're two and a half out of fourth. Still, at this point, uh, only a game and a half out of sixth with the Mavs at, at 31-28. and 28. We'll see how they look with another game to go here before the break. But I, I think, can you get into the top six, which looks like it's destined to be some combination of Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, the Clippers, probably Dallas, and likely Sacramento because they've got such of a, a cushion at this point, a two-and-a-half game separation right now between where the Kings are at third and, and seventh, which still, I think, makes them vulnerable, and I think they're they're prone in a lot of people's eyes to maybe fading after the All-Star break, just given their, their overall collective playoff inexperience. And, you know, they're seven over 500. So, you know, what's it going to take for the Warriors to ensure that maybe they can get into the top six? I think it's – I think it probably is – Seven over five hundred. You know that if if you want to be guaranteed to to have that between now and the end of the season, and so you start looking at all right, twenty five games to go. So so what does it have to be? Sixteen and nine in in the final twenty five, and and even that at this point, I, I'm reluctant to say sixteen and nine for a Warriors team, which I think their best. 14 15 game stretch at any point this year has been 10 and 5 <laughs> 11 and you know 10 and 4 can they you're telling me they're going to do that time and a half you know when when curry in all likelihood isn't going to be playing for the first 6 I, I would imagine given what he said yesterday and i think it gets a, a little bit uh, a little bit tricky from there i'm not not saying the warriors can't do it but there's been nothing they've shown to this point with curry or without curry and, of course, Gary Payton II second still probably at least a month and a half away from being able to, to get out and play in meaningful games. At that point, we'd be talking about the final, what, four or five games of the, of the regular season. I, I think it's starting to become a little bit of a stretch as to can this team go 16-9, and 17-8, and eight, something like that over the final 25. If they can do it, 
that's probably going to be enough to get into the top six for sure. I think they would take somebody's spot at that point if they can do it. And I do think at that point there would be a little bit of a conversation changed just based on the fact that that the Warriors would be able to say that they've played in a lot of ways their best basketball. But again, just looking at, at the way this season has played out to this point, either with Steph or without Steph, they've basically been a 500 team. Uh, either way, you, you slice it. 888-957-9570. We'll go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. We'll get your hardest working player of the game. We'll also hear from Steve Kerr and from Draymond Green as the Clippers get the best of the Warriors tonight, 134 to 124. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Draymond to the top of the key bounce pass to clay open three Bounces up, bounces up, bounces in! He got the shooter's roll. My goodness. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors lose to the Clippers, 134 to 124. We welcome you back inside Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you 
until 11 o'clock. Warriors are 29-29 and 29 as uh, they fall in this one by 10. Third quarter does them in, 44-28 Clippers in the third quarter, and the Warriors find themselves for the 14th time this season 500. couple of text messages to get to before we hear from Steve Kerr. Xfinity Mobile text line from the 408. Two things that frustrate me about the Warriors. First, the vets that Steve calls the smartest players he's ever coached commit silly turnovers that kill momentum. And the second is the heat check shots that just because they made two baskets, they're entitled to take three bad ones. That also kills the momentum. Uh, no, no question. And you know, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson are as guilty as that uh, of that as anybody. Uh, you know, and I think you live with it with Steph, and I think for the most part you live with it with Clay. But there is a need to play a little bit more buttoned up and not do that as much when your margin for error is thinner because you aren't as talented top to bottom as in terms of the team that that you're that you're playing with on the floor in a given night when you're when you're not playing with Steph. When you, when you have everybody, I think you can get away with a few of those, although on the road, the Warriors have not been able to get away with a lot of those this year, but there have been stretches lately where, yeah, Clay's hot and he takes a bad one. Jordan Poole gets hot and he takes a bad one, and you know those possessions with all of the turnovers, I think the it's it's the old shot turnover as well. Shots can be turnovers if they're bad enough shots, and I think there were a few of those in in the game tonight with with JP and with with Clay uh, both taking them. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he addressed the media down at the Crypt in Los Angeles uh, following this one, Crypto.com Arena. That one's still difficult to get through the brain. Uh, but Steve Kerr met with the media to talk about this loss and the state of the team at the break. Bigger picture, I mean, 29 and 29 at the break. It's just that kind of feel right in, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, it's where we've been for the, for the year so far. You know, we've been up and down and right in the middle of the pack on offense, right in the middle of the pack on defense. And, uh, you know, I think we feel like we could be better. You know, we've we've lost a lot of games that we felt like we should have won, but we didn't. We didn't win them, so we are where we are. And uh, good news is there's uh, a lot ahead of us. I think this week off will be great for our guys. And uh, hopefully we can um, come back from the break refreshed and uh, make a push. How do you think Clay came out of tonight's game, first back-to-back in quite some time? Uh, I think fine. I haven't talked to him, but he seemed to be uh, fine during the game. You mentioned middle of the pack offense, middle of the pack defense. As you, I'm sure you're going to kind of audit the season over the next week, but what are you more worried about right now? Defense, yeah, yeah, we're 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 fine offensively. Um, number one in the league in assists. We have our identity. Our guys know what we're trying to do. You know, we've we've done a better job lately taking care of the ball. Uh, we did that again tonight. So we'll. we'll I'm not worried about our offense, but we got to make stops. And uh, you know, tonight that third quarter they scored 44, and that was the game. So um, couldn't couldn't get stops. What aren't you doing defensively? What aspect? Big point of attack defense. We're getting beat uh, on penetration. You know, we're giving up middle a lot. You know, when you get beat middle, there's just too much to to cover. And then we're fouling a lot. You know, we're I think we're last in the league in free throw attempts allowed. So I've um, got to got to clean all that up. This just wasn't like a second night of the back side. The end of the 
first half here, or not first half, but going into the LSR breakout. Now, giving up a lot of points tonight is, is symptomatic of a larger thing for you guys defensively. For whatever reason, we've been pretty good at home uh, defensively. Not last night, but um, overall pretty good at home. You know, one of the reasons we made the trade for Gary was to shore up our perimeter defense. Um, we were the number two ranked defense in the league a year ago. So we, I think we have it in us and and hopefully uh, we can get healthy. And, you know, we got a lot of guys who are starting to to play well. You know, Clay's been really good. Uh, Wiggs is really coming on. You know, Dante's had a great second half of the season. So um, I, I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things that we can build on, but uh, but we have to do it. We got to go do it. Can you talk about Kamina a little bit defensively? I thought he was matched up with Kawhi in some play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JK did a nice job uh, tonight. You know, he's um, he's a powerful athlete, uh, great size, and he's learning a lot. You know, guarding the ball and guarding the toughest players on the opponent and. He's still got lots to learn because he's he's you know so young and inexperienced, but um, he's doing a really good job of uh, you know competing and and um, growing and and I think he's got a really bright future as a as a defensive player for sure. You said you feel like you guys could be better than what you are now. What kind of after the break, I guess, what gives you hope that you guys will be able to like kind of turn around and maybe go for a run? Well, I think the fact that we've we've lost so many games that we felt like we should have won um we know we're we're right there you know um tonight i thought the clippers just outplayed us they were great in the second half and they they deserved it um but all in all you know we're we're where we are but um we've lost a, a number of close games just things we've got to clean up and tighten up as i said i think our bench is playing much better than it was early in the season when we got off to the slow start um, our starters are are now picking it up. Wigs and and Clay Loon's like just a rock every single night. Draymond's playing well. So again, you know, if we can um, stay the course and and uh, get Steph back and and hopefully get Gary, uh, we got reinforcements coming and um, we got a lot to look forward to. Steve, uh, the point you made on defense specifically, how do you think Jordan's been coming along this season on that end? I think Jordan has been, um, you know, when he's when he's locked in, he can be very good defensively. And so for the most part, he's been good. I think he has a tendency, like a lot of players, to uh, to lose a little focus from time to time. But he's getting better. And he's, you know, when he's really taking on the challenge, when people are putting him in pick and roll, he's strong, he's athletic, um, he can do the job. And so uh, this uh, this is all a great learning experience for him. Yeah. When you talk about there's times a young player loses focus, what's the next step in kind of shedding those habits? Focusing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you watch tape, obviously. We, we watch every every play, every, every game. Last night was a good example uh, where our whole team in the first half, we weren't into the ball. We didn't put any pressure on the ball, and, and Washington was getting anywhere they wanted to go. And... Um, you know, it was lots of guys, but you know, Jordan's our starting point guard, and uh, so he's gonna he's gonna be guarding the ball quite a bit. And uh, I thought um, last night he let his guard down a little bit, and then picked it up in the second half, and we made a made a run. And so uh, his defense is always going to be crucial in, in determining you know who wins a game. All right, so Steve Kerr there addressing a number of issues, including in what in his mind is the biggest issue that the Warriors have had over the course of this season, and it's the defense that that has to get better, in particular the point of attack defense and getting beat 
to the middle. The Warriors fouling too much, which I think is indicative of a team that's a step slow. I think it's indicative of a team that, that for the most part, is unathletic and, and trying to overcompensate by reaching. And I, I think the Warriors also, at times, don't do themselves enough favors on the other side of the ball as far as taking some bad shots and turning it over, which means that you're going to have to defend some, you know, either more possessions in, in a game because teams are getting more possessions or you're giving up stuff in, in transition to where your defense can't get back and set and be set and, and essentially has no chance to, to get the job done. And, and so, you know, I think he was being kind there to Jordan Poole as far as his defense goes. I think a good chunk of the time it's non-existent. But we have seen other times where Jordan Poole has been able to be, I think, much fewer and farther between, but but has been able to be a little bit more steady when he's really locked in and, and focused on it. But I think it goes back to Robin's phone call earlier and the, the fact that the Warriors are constantly asking Jordan Poole to do so many different things that, you know, on a night-in, night-out basis, a few things are going to get caught in the wash uh, here or, or there. 510 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, season-long problem. As Coach Kerr said, the inability to play defense. They can't defend the three. They can't defend the paint. They can't defend without fouling. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much I, I think it starts with point of attack, though, because teams get to the rim. They get to the interior. And then once the defense collapses, if the ball movement is sound, you're able to get whatever you want in terms of, of open threes. And I think that's where teams have, have been able to get a lot of open threes. There's been nights where teams have not made open threes. Uh, so I, I think I think that has been you know something that that doesn't you know, it goes along the lines of teams are getting whatever they want through through long portions of of games, and I, and there has been, as another texter pointed out, there has been a lot of times this year where you look at this team and and they have been able to, you know, teams have missed shots when they've been open, and, and I think that has has bailed the Warriors out from time to time, but I think that's been offset by the fact that the turnovers and some of the bad shots have been in a point where the the extra possessions have more than, than called it a, a wash. 7-6-0 uh, on the Xfinity mobile text line. I don't think Kerr really believes they're going to turn it around. He sounds dejected. I, I've actually been I've been surprised at the optimism, and, and I know what's he supposed to say, but and, and Draymond in a couple of different places is he's always, you know, prone to talk. I know Chris Haynes, I think, referenced the speaking to him at shoot around and and the fact that you know the the West is still the Warriors to to win and it and it runs through Golden State and and all of that. And again, that that unabashed confidence is is something that that you can have until somebody actually beats you. But I'm I'm kind of surprised in a, in a sense at how confident the Warriors are, and and maybe it's just because the West is still mediocre, top to bottom. But I think, man, when you start looking around, I mean, Denver's having a hell of a year. 
This is not the same Denver team that the Warriors played last year in the playoffs. It's it's just not. They've got Jamal Murray. They got Michael Porter Jr. They got Contavious Caldwell Pope. They've they've got uh, you know a bunch of other players that that are just different. Uh, you know from from who they saw last year, and you know Bruce Brown is somebody. You know the, the Nuggets to me are a much better put together team. Than, than they were a year ago. Are they going to win the NBA championship? I mean, we'll see. Phoenix is is better now than they were a week ago. I think Dallas is better now than they were a week ago. I think the Clippers are better now than they were a, a week ago. And so a lot of it is going to be determined by matchups. And, and still, though, I think you could consider Dallas and the Clippers overall mediocre teams, but to, to say that the whole thing still runs through through Golden State, that uh, I, I was surprised to, to to hear that Draymond, even though Draymond likes to be unabashed in, in that fashion, still would show as much confidence as as he did. But you know, every time the Warriors win, even if it's an unimpressive win, and last night was an unimpressive win, my, my mind does wander toward. Well, if they do run off a few in a row, and and you don't know that's where it's going to leave them, and and what if they're, you know, what if they ended up sixth and they played a team like the Kings in the first round? I mean, I, the, the Warriors would probably win that series, and then you know, what if you get into the second round and you're playing Memphis, and and we all know how the Warriors rise to the occasion against the Grizzlies, and then all of a sudden you're in a conference finals and you don't have to play Denver and Phoenix, you're playing one of the two, whoever survives, or the Clippers, and and maybe maybe one of those three teams knocks you out but at that point you're getting knocked out in a conference finals when right now on february the 14th we're talking about a team that's that's on pace to win 41 games i mean that even in of itself if the warriors didn't win the championship would still be a hell of an accomplishment and it's not that far-fetched to wander down the road of with the right matchup if they're healthy enough and you know can get Gary Payton the second into the fold and have him be healthy enough, which I'm skeptical of. Uh, uh, we don't know. They they may come out in a month on Gary Payton the second and say that Gary Payton the second's not going to play for another month, and he'll be. You know, they they may on the on the day in which he's reevaluated a month from whatever it was, I guess yesterday, they might come out on March 13th and say he's going to be reevaluated again in a month. And at that point, it's basically two days before the playoffs would would commence. And if you're in the playing tournament, you'd be right in the middle of the playing tournament. Like like that wouldn't surprise me either if that was a, an outcome where GP two doesn't even play at all between now and 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 the end of this season. But there has been, I think, there has been more optimism than I would expect from. Not only Coach Kerr, but Draymond today and some of the things that, that he said. And even from Steph Curry, I, I think, along the lines of, well, if if everything can get healthy and, and, and fall into place. And so it, it's indicative, I think, of the championship mindset, but also still until some of these teams actually themselves get healthier with their stars and become cohesive and we see what their ceilings are, I guess it's a door you have to leave open. For, for the Warriors potentially to, to walk through uh, to, to not be completely disrespectful to, to what they uh, have accomplished. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit from Draymond Green as he 
uh, addressed the media and discussed the loss, but more the, more the big picture type stuff as far as the, the Warriors' defense and what can be fixed and, and, and what can't. Here's Draymond. Dave was just in here, you know, mentioning you guys, you know, are middle of the pack offense, middle of the pack defense, but he feels more concerned about the defense. As you, I'm sure, are going to think plenty over the next week about what's ahead, where are you at on the defense? Our defense isn't very good. Kind of been the story all year, and you got to do something to fix it. It has to come from within. Defense is all about a will, a want to defend. Defense isn't fun. She's got to want to do it if you want to win. And we have it. But your optimism when it's coming. So I feel like it's not just going to come. Do I think we're capable of doing it? Yes, but I don't think it's coming. You can go get it, but it's not just coming. How involved are you in trying to bring that out from the other? I mean, I'm always going to try on that side, but I can be better. Uh, I'm just as much of a corporate as anyone else, you know, so I'm not going to point the finger at anyone or point blame. If, if you're a leader at something and you're failing at it, it's your fault. You don't need to look any further. So I, I'll, I'll take that. So in this league, we've covered a lot of teams like yours that have been champions and then it takes a little while to flip the proverbial switch. Right? No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a championship hangover. It's a will to want to defend, and you're, you're not hungover at 560 games into the season. <laughs> you're a loser if you think if you're still hungover at that point. So there's no hangover. It's the will to defend and stop and guard your man and sink when you and help and trap the box and rotate. Uh, it's, you know, defense is all one to two steps extra. Yeah, I'm gonna take that extra step to get there. Or I'm not, and that's all will. And we don't have that as a team. You can have it as individuals. I can have that myself. Malone can have that. But if you don't collectively have that, it's just like if you put a team together and it's like one guy can really get after it. Nobody else brings anything on that side of the ball. They don't even bring effort. You could put Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or anybody else out there on offense. If no one else is going to want to do the extra things, then it doesn't work. And so you have to do it collectively. And that is a huge responsibility that falls on my shoulders, and I haven't gotten us there. When do you push that? Now or? No, you have to. It's it's now or never. We're at 500 at the break. Middle of the pack team with those middle of the pack stats. So you got to come out to break and win and do it at a high level, or you go home in the beginning of April. And if everybody's happy or nobody's happy, I don't know. I wouldn't be happy with that, but that's what would be the result if you don't. Get there. But why do you think that it, heading into the also break at 500, why do you think finding that collective will has been challenging? If I had the answer, we have it. <laughs> That's for certain. I wish I had that answer for you. Because if I had that answer, you wouldn't be asking me. I can guarantee you <laughs> that. <laughs> have you been on teams that have this problem before? Yeah, in 2020. Okay. That was a very different team. Yeah, we stunk. So, <laughs> yeah, then. Uh, other than that, uh, playing the league for Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr. Both require defense. Have pretty much a top five, top ten defense every year. I've been in the league with the exception of with that year. Tom Izzo definitely requires defense. And my high school coach 100% required defense. We pressed the whole game. So can't say that I don't quite understand it. Hey, Draymond, what do you think goes into building the core? It starts with taking on the challenge yourself. Um, every guy has to decide that they're going to take on that challenge themselves. And like I said, that challenge isn't just guarding the ball. You know, that challenge is 
I'm supposed to be there to help. That guy has to be able to trust that I'm going to get there. And if he doesn't trust that I'm going to get there, then what do you do? You file. I think we all know that's been a problem for us, right? So you have to make those rotations over and over and over again to build the trust. Then once you build the trust, it's second nature. If I get beaten and I know Loon's in the game, I'm not following because I know he's going to be there. We have to build that collectively. When we do that, we can be the team that we're supposed to be. I assume that you guys have, have spoken about this quite a bit. Yeah, in the locker room or amongst yourselves? Yeah, we talked about it a lot, but you got to do it. Uh, you can talk to it blue in the face. You don't put that effort out there because defense is 90% effort. If you don't put the effort out there, it doesn't work. As defending champions, you guys, you, you have the experience and have been there to the top. What would you say it is that the league is graduating and catching up and you guys have a target on your back? Uh, they said that last year. We won again. yeah they may have said that last year but again as we started the show and i think that you know draymond having a little bit of a sense of humor there but as we talked about to start the show you know this this team was significantly better last year than they are this year and that's not to say that they can't win it this year if they get on a run, I think they are going to have to get on a run at some point in these final 24 games, and the opportunity to do that is dwindling. But you know, last year, 12 and a half games better at this point, 42 and 17 as opposed to 29 and 29. And again, uh, as we started the show, 29 losses, that equals the total for the Warriors for the entirety of last season. 53 and 29. So this team would have to go 24 and 0 in the final 24 to match that record. All right, let's get to our hardest worker of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Poole goes to the corner, fires away. It's up and no good. Tipped by DiVincenzo. Grabbed it out of the air to Poole, who hits the corner three. What an athletic play by Dante DiVincenzo. Everybody thought he was going to be out of bounds, but he wasn't. Wow. He wasn't, and Dante DiVincenzo has given this team a lift off the bench all season long. He did that there, setting up the Jordan Poole three, and Dante DiVincenzo is our hardest worker of the game for tonight. AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team for complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Dante DiVincenzo, tonight your hardest working player of the game for the Warriors as the Clippers beat the Warriors tonight in L.A., 134-124. to All right, final minute of the program. Uh, we'll we'll end it on that note uh, as the Warriors get beat. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll have Warriors this week for you. Of course, we still got the, the rest of the week, full week of programming here on, on 95.7 The Game. Next up for me will be Warriors this week on Saturday. So join me and, and Whitey Gleason for that, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. And then the Warriors next back in action from Crypto.com Arena again. They'll be back in that same building Uh, reconvening against the Lakers on February the 23rd. 24 games to go. (coughs) Excuse me. 
and uh, the Warriors going to reassess where Steph Curry's at as far as his injury. I know Clay Thompson, we didn't have time to play it tonight, but he expressed confidence that, that he's ready to play in back-to-backs for the remainder of the season. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, but uh, Clay looked, I, I think, from a health standpoint, pretty good and another box checked for him. So we'll see. The Warriors with the road game against the Lakers and then the home game against the Rockets coming up right out of the shoot after the break. So that'll do it. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Great job by everyone. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Look for a Warriors weekly podcast to drop, uh, I think, tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Me and Steiny going to connect uh, on that uh, as we'll have our all-star break Warriors weekly podcast. And then again, Warriors this week on Saturday. Join me and Whitey for that. And the Warriors back in action a week from Thursday, again down in Los Angeles against the Lakers. We'll talk to you Saturday and keep it locked right here all throughout the remainder of the week on 95.7 The Game. Clippers beat the Dubs 134-124. to 124. Fox Sports Radio coming your way next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.